All right, I'm Dan, and welcome to the Stage Fright Podcast, where we talk about anxiety while working in creative industries. Today on the show, I'm talking to my best mate, Elliot Langford. I have nightmares. I'm going on stage. I'm just playing drums for a band, and I can't really play the drums, and I don't know the songs, <laughs> and I'm going on in 10 minutes. Elliot's a professional tattoo artist, so I wanted to talk to him about that. You did your first tattoo on your dad. Yep. Was that anxious because No, because he had the worst tattoos I've ever seen. <laughs> But he's also an incredible bass player and he's been with me pretty much through my entire musical journey. This is something I do to enjoy. As soon as it becomes a chore, everything it stands for, for me, is gone. We get into conversation about the hardest year that his family have ever gone through. 2020 was probably the worst time for your family. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but was that... Oh, I'll go into it. I'll go into detail. And the mechanisms he used to cope with that. The best out I ever have was one day I fucking snapped. And we just chat utter nonsense. Imagine Matt Bellamy just going, hey man, like I've had a real hard time during the pandemic and your TV fucking jams really helped me. This is the Stage Fright Podcast. Here's Elliot Langford. No, she looks like if Kelly Kapowski was now. Kelly, uh, Kelly Kapowski. Who's Kelly Kapoor? I don't know. You just said it. Kelly Kapoor? I don't know who that is. Some fictional I meant, character. I meant Kelly Kapowski. Did you? Oh. Who's Kelly Kapoor? I don't know. She's on, she's on a TV show. I've literally never heard that name in my life. Uh, Mate, Google Ke- Kelly Kapoor. I swear that's someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I know. Oh, it's from The Office. From The Office, yeah. It's um, Mindy. Yeah. Okay, cool. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> is that weird is that weird to start like that nah <laughs> yeah we can't start that so how's it going <laughs> so <laughs> we just go from normal us mode into yeah. podcast us mode right so yeah this podcast is about anxiety in the music industry and i know your main job isn't primarily in music but i mean you've worked in every single band that i've that you've ever been done in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I even started the Dirty Dead to get you away I've from it. I've my way back in. <laughs> you your way back in. But yeah, is there anything <clears throat> musically that causes you to have anxiety? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not as easy as that, is it? No, it's, uh, it's a tough question to answer. So cause... you said that I'd been in every band that you've been in. Yeah. So I feel like I don't. I don't know what it's like to not be in a band with you. Ah, okay. So yeah. I sometimes I worry that like you're almost like my safety net. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. because like uh, I've never uh, I've never been in a band without you. So do you know, I, I honestly oh, okay. don't know how. And even in the future, like with all these projects that we were you know supposed to go on tour with these various like Australian artists and stuff, yeah. I knew you were going to be there as well. So I didn't worry about it. So my anxiety about music doesn't really come from. Will I know what to do? Will I know what to do? It comes more from like, do I depend too much on my surroundings? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting. Because my my thing is very, I'm I'm okay when people say, right, can you play this gig? I'm like, yeah, great. And then my anxiety kind of arrives, not while I'm learning the songs. That's that's all fine. That's the fun bit. That's the easy bit. And I mean, the podcast is called Stage Fright, which is weird because I've said it in a podcast before where. Being on stage is the least frightening part yeah, yeah, yeah. of this job, like especially for me. Like, it's, it's the, that's the easy bit. That's the easiest. It's part. only um, it's only frightening if you don't know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, and yeah. which technically, as a musician, 
you shouldn't you shouldn't get to that stage you shouldn't go out on stage and not know what you're doing that's like a nightmare yeah. uh which actually that's relevant i actually have nightmares i think i've told you this before um i have nightmares about I'm going on stage. Sometimes we might be playing Dirty Dead and I haven't played the songs in ages and I can't remember oh, any no of them. Way. Sometimes it'll be like I'm just playing drums for a band and I can't really play the drums and I don't know the songs <laughs> and I'm going on in 10 minutes. Sometimes it's you and me and a drummer playing Blink covers. That's all right. That'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, we never get started. Like we, we start and then something goes wrong and then oh, we talk no. and we're really far away. Like we're literally like... Um, 10 meters apart on this huge stage with all these people <laughs> and it just never starts yeah. it never like it never we, or something always gets in the way i have That's those weird. dreams quite often but the most common one is we go to play a song and i don't know any of the songs and that's stuff. mad because i have a well pretty much the same dream i yeah i have this anxiety dream where i am the, the behind the curtain guitarist for the rolling stones and i'm there <laughs> right and i've got my and i've got my guitar and then I can hear the drummer count in and I'm thinking, I don't know <laughs> idea what I'm doing. And I'm a guitarist where Keith Richards is miming to what I play. <laughs> Imagine like, that. And, it, and that, that's the anxiety dream I have. There's that anxiety Keith dream. Keith Richards, that's uh, Jack Sparrow's dad, yeah? yeah. For, all, for, all, for, all, for <laughs> yeah. all those who don't know, uh, Keith Richards plays Jack's, Jack Sparrow's father in Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean 3 on Strange Tides. <laughs> um, and then my other anxiety dream is nothing to do with music. It's that I haven't handed a uni project in on time. Like I have this thing where it's, I used to go to uni with a guy called John Cox. I think you sold a bass to him. He's messaged me saying, oh, you, you handed in that assignment tomorrow. And I'm like, what assignment? And I wake up 33 years old. I wake up going, oh, I haven't done that uni assignment. I've been having a lot of dreams recently about going back to school, but like we're all there. So you and me and some other people and we go back to school and we attend these classes, but we're our age now. And at some point during that dream, every single time I go, we're in our 30s like we don't have to do this and I, I get angry I'm like why I'm gonna leave I'm gonna fucking leave I don't, I don't need to do can I swear I don't need to be here yeah of course you okay. swear <laughs> I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm gonna leave I'm like, I don't need to be here who are you like yeah, yeah I have is that it, is it our old lot. teachers as well like Mrs Woods and that uh, no it's just an, it's, it's not our, even our old school it's just a school oh. yeah yeah so so I'm you sort of see me as your safety net. So yeah, whenever yeah. I get you in to do projects... I thought you were going to go, you sort of see me as your saviour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. You sort, of, you sort of see me as sort of a, a minor deity. So, yeah, sort of godlike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I decide whether you live or die. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I do. Not necessarily because... Don't hit this the wrong way. Not because I need you. Yeah. But maybe it's like because I don't enjoy it without you. So then I think oh, okay. to myself, like, if you've had something your whole time, you've done something, you have no idea whether or you like that because of one thing or the other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So do I only like music because we hang out when we do it? Um, do I only feel comfortable because you're there and yeah. like uh, we have the same mindset? So if because I'm doing a lot of MDing lately now and I get you in to do projects to fill in for stuff, if one of the band's managers said, oh, Elliot, I've got another thing for you. Would you come and do this? And it was without me. Would you take it up? So uh, I was listening to the one, the, the podcast you had with Drew Lowe on the way oh, up, yeah. um, which is going to be odd because I imagine this one's going to come first. I think this first, one might be first. Yeah, and that one might, one might be second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a preview. Yeah. Um, so no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
you were mentioning about uh, you don't want to like turn down shows because you don't want to regret it, yeah. but you don't want to take on too much because you don't want to like feel like you're overwhelmed. Yeah. So I guess I'd have that. I'd, I'd feel like, would I regret not doing it regardless of whether my safety net is there? Oh, okay, or cool. would I get there and genuinely feel out of my depth? Because yeah. like, we'll, you know, you're a professional musician I'm borderline a semi-professional musician. Mm. I like to think I I know what I'm doing. I know how, how to do the bare basics. I won't turn up somewhere unprepared or yeah, like yeah. you know. I know I know I know what to do in sound checks. I yeah. know what to do in recording sessions, yeah. like tracking, and I know I play like as well as I can on stage, yeah. which I, I guess is 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 always it's always good enough. Jay. And you're like me as well. You learn songs. 99.9 oh yeah 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 to, I, I, to I, couldn't, I couldn't i couldn't i couldn't bear the idea of turning up to any kind of practice recording or gig and not knowing the song inside yeah. out yeah like it can't be done like yeah you, you have, have to know like, yeah. and especially for me i feel the pressure's on because i'm not a professional musician yeah not only that chances are whatever the the gig is you've got me it and i yeah. can't let you look stupid uh, okay yeah i see yeah I, I get if i turn that. up and i don't know the songs it, it's um, my fault it's your fault because i'm the md i'm the one that got they don't you care, yeah they don't care who i am it's like who's this chump and they'll they'll blame you yeah okay. so yeah i can't do that but but, but all that aside like i just um i like to consider myself like a i'd say a semi-professional but i haven't yeah. ever really been paid for a, a yeah gig. i guess we had lots of plans to do professional yeah. stuff together like before the pandemic we had all the Ali Barter stuff that was planned yeah um and there's and that, other that things got, that we want to yeah. get on board with. So it's all kind of remains to be seen stuff. But That's that the, was the plan, right? Like we, the, before the pandemic hit, and I don't want to even really talk about the pandemic too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, are we in it now? Are we not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are we doing now? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's still at that point in the minute where people go, oh, I feel a bit ill. Not COVID. Not yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they have to mention not COVID. I, uh, I was saying that like I did want to start doing more because you since you've become an md mm. i putting myself forward like to say i would like to do more more gigs and yeah. stuff because i i'm a as you said at the start i'm a tattooer by trade yeah i wouldn't even be considering trying to do semi-professional uh musician work if i didn't have a flexible job the flexible job that i do yeah okay yeah. uh because i think if you work full-time doing something else you just aren't gonna it's not gonna it doesn't really yeah. work no like because you got oh i can i can't take that much time off yeah. i can't give them this short notice i can't tell you uh, i'm gonna be free in I've the been, year i've been called in to work on thursday yeah evening, i so can't, I can't do, do this like, like that yeah. i wouldn't even be considering this if i had a a, a less yeah. flexible job than if you I worked do. in tesco's you probably wouldn't be able to yeah. come on ideally i'd like to split my time both ways i'd yeah. like to do half the year i like to do music work half the year do tattooing and try and balance it out What impresses me about you is you don't seem like the kind of person that gets anxious that much. And you also don't, not in a harsh way, but you don't care what other people think of of you. No, not at all. You, 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 you're happy I think to- I've said to you before that like, sometimes I actually quite like it when I hear that someone doesn't like me. Uh, um, okay. I think I have mentioned that before because um, in a way it takes pressure off of yourself. Like, oh, like if you, you just, if you just accept the if basically we all have to accept the inevitability that people don't like you that some people out there don't like you but when you actually hear that people don't and it's confirmed 
that becomes a reality and it's mm. something that helps you accept it i guess that's all part of like not caring what people think yeah yeah i guess I i'm guess not so. like in a in a fucking badass way where I'm like, oh, I don't care what people think. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's why I said it's just not, like, it's not and yeah, thing. I, I don't, I do get anxious. Um, just I don't like show it. Like, yeah, I, I, I keep it together quite well. And also like, because so many people our age are getting anxious around us. If mm. everyone just like breaks down, yeah, like because I can tell when you're getting anxious, but if I succumb to it as well, then we're both just like, yeah, a fucking wreck. Yeah. Whereas if one of us is keeping Holds it together, the ship together it helps yeah yeah i see what you mean but i i do admire the way that <clears throat> that's why i i like to getting you involved with the dirty dead more with with more songwriting because with the dirty dead i do all the songwriting i do like you know 90 percent of the songwriting and then i'll send you the song and then you'll say whether it's a i take out 80 percent of that yeah <laughs> I send, back, I send back 10% of the songwriting <laughs> yeah. and then I go, just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then we still don't have our album out. <laughs> yeah. And we're still, and if you're listening to this and we still haven't got our album out, <laughs> Message it's, because I took, it's because I took 80% of it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's good. Cause, um, a lot of bands fail because they have five songwriters in the band and it just doesn't, doesn't mm. work at all. I can't, though. I mean, the way we work is very, I write the songs, I send them to you, and because you're so honest, you'll say, that's not good enough. Or I remember Nikolai, the first edit of Nikolai I sent you, you mm -hmm. were like, it's a bit repetitive, and I don't, you know, it's not my favourite song on the record. And then we had a song called Secrets, which probably isn't going to be on the record, which was your favourite. And now, that's just completely it's, switched it's around. Yeah, and I think because my favourite song, and Secrets is one that I would be happy. I like it, but I would prefer it wasn't on the it doesn't album, fit on the record I don't think yeah. it fits it'll be a b-side which is but fine i always tell you that like well you say you tell you you know this anyway but we always say that like part of like being happy with what you do is recognizing when you can do better or yeah. when you've yeah. done something just because you've spent so much time doing something if it doesn't work you have to like yeah. have the uh, courage to sort of scrap it and go yeah. uh, forget that that means you're just never going to get better as a band you're never going to progress you're always going to be stuck in that in that realm and that's why i really like having you just on the other end of a dropbox link to go mm -hmm. right what's this is this good enough is this shit there's this there was a song i wrote called the bunny club and i remember you, the message you wrote back you were like oh it's it's okay but it just it needs yeah, another two yeah. years to write that it's not good enough yet. it needed more yeah i remember it and because you're a true friend you're not you're not going to go, oh, yeah, it's amazing, like because th that's not going to help anyone. Well, that's not... I, I wouldn't even consider that as something a friend would do. Plus, also, it affects me because it's our band. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does make you look bad as well. If I just go, yeah, fuck it. Like, uh, yeah. It's like if it's like if you made me a shit T-shirt <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll wear that and I've got to go yeah. out and wear it. <laughs> You've got to go out and wear it. It doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if you did make me a shit T-shirt, what, what do you think it would be? <laughs> Think of the shittest t-shirt you can think of that you would love to see me wear. No, not even see. Just know that I was wearing back home. Tottenham shirt. <laughs> <laughs> With tattooing, do you get anxious tattooing anyone? No. Do you not? Yeah, this is the um, this is the crazy thing. Tattooing because it's just um, oh, sounds uh cheesy to say second nature yeah or maybe even cocky but it is like second nature and it's something that you go in and you do which is odd because music is second nature for you hmm. but you still get anxious. i still get anxious about it so it, it makes music it is deletable yeah like, a it, tattoo brings, isn't. it brings up this whole like um realm of like what makes music 
so anxiety inducing mm. whereas other things aren't like you, like you just said like music is, is is a flash in the pan right like if you go, play, go and play a live show and unless it was recorded um and if it sucked it's gone it's gone like, yeah, people yeah. go oh that was shit and yeah. then they go home and then they'll they'll forget it yeah and then they, they get you get to a chance to like re- redeem yourself because the next yeah, time they see you you could, you could play it. better uh, or do things better and they'll go oh yeah that was great and they'll forget about that time it was yeah. shit and then yeah. that replaces the memory from yeah. then on but with a tattoo tattooing fuck it up do a shit job it's there forever there's no there's no one doing it yeah like but yet somehow it's not as anxiety inducing as... what about when you started though Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because I didn't know what it wasn't second nature then. Like, yeah, it wasn't any nature. What, even even because you you did your first tattoo on your dad. Yep. Um, was that an- anxious? Because no, because he had the worst tattoos I've ever seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> his, <laughs> that the whole reason I tattooed my dad was because it couldn't get worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> but <laughs> somehow it was. <laughs> Somehow they were still the worst tattoos I'd ever t- that he had. Oh wow, okay. Um, but yeah, I guess when you got your first paying customer, technically you were like my first, like ta- like my first proper. Tattoo. Yeah, but again, I'm still like a friend, so it's it's surely not going to be as ang- anxiety ridden as if it was just a paying customer that you didn't know. Yeah, uh, the, I, I do you know what? I actually can't remember the first paying customer. Oh really? Nah, I can't even remember. I can't remember what it was. Can't remember what I charged them. Oh, wow. Can't remember who it was. I can remember like, the first band I had in. Yeah, yeah, in the in the barn, and I remember the night before. There were a bunch of kids, like they were really good. Um, but I just remember the night before. I was like, oh man, this is. I don't know if I can do this. Like, I might, was like, it? It's uh, gonna be shit because they because they're gonna they're gonna turn up and expect to sound like Muse, and I can't do that yet. <laughs> And you just like put so much pressure on yourself to like. Spoiler alert! It was Muse. Yeah, yeah but as kids, and they grew up to yeah, be Muse. They grew up to be Muse, <laughs> and you are somehow the same age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I guess because it's in uh, uh, tattooing is intimate, but I feel like being in a room. It's also like they all know each other like they're all mates they're all yeah. like close to each other and then you're you it's like you and yeah. them do you know yeah. what I mean like it's so and you're the kind of the button presser to, you know they, they come in with these ideas and you've got to try and get their ideas to sound as good <clears throat> in their head yeah as you can which which is hard it like, is hard uh, anyone in any commission or client you know commission client based uh, work will know that trying to get the customer's idea out of their heads and put yeah. it into like uh into motion is one of the hardest things to do in the world yeah especially the less articulate the customer is the harder mm. it is to translate because yeah. if they can't explain what they're seeing in their head unless you can see inside their head which you can't well I'm... you might do because you're a minor deity but... <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of this podcast <laughs> yeah i remember doing this film once i was doing music for this film for this girl and was it the horror film? Yeah, it's a horror film. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, can you can you that. can you make it as fucked up as you like? Just make it really fucked up, like you know, like, inaudibly fucked up." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay." So she went away, and then I spent a week just like getting all these like crying baby sounds and like making them all reversed. And like, how sounded, did you get the like, crying horrible. baby sounds? Did you just you just went out, picked just, up some I, babies? I just went out, punched a baby. Yeah, <laughs> got your little recorder out. Yeah, said thanks, love, and then ran Cheers, away. And ran away with the baby still. <laughs> oh, sorry, and then just chucked it back. <laughs> did a better cry and you're like oh actually uh, can actually, i get that one instead can we do that again we yeah, just double yeah, yeah. that up <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah i made it completely fucked up and then she came back and sat down and i played it to her and she said oh that, that's that's too that's too fucked up 
And I was like, that's what you asked for. <laughs> you asked for like inaudibly fucked up. And I gave it to you and you're like, oh no, not, not that fucked up. And you're like, it's like, oh, you should have told me how fucked up you wanted it. Yeah, you should have, you should give me a scale of one to fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So 20, I'd say 2019, bit of a turn now. 2019, 2020 was probably the worst time for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you want to want to talk about it, but was that? Oh, I'll go into I'll go into detail. Oh, okay. Um, so, what do you want to explain? Uh, what happened? Yeah, so I lost my mum in 2019, yeah. cancer. Then lost my dad in 2020, uh, yeah. heart attack. Yeah. Well, ischemic heart disease. If you want to get, I told I said I'd go into I detail. <laughs> <laughs> where he was found with tissues stuffed up his nose um and was that more because that wouldn't be anxious really no i'll tell you what um what because i have no idea what that i said like. this the other day like our customer was asking me like how i felt like a lot of the time and stuff like that, the tattooer and it just got it got deep fast it happens like someone will ask you a humble question like oh what's the weirdest thing you've ever tattooed and all of a sudden like you're uh you're like neck deep in a conversation about yeah. like the worst shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I said um, my whole, at the moment, my whole personality is anger, like always anger uh, with a little, a little layer of anxiety. Yeah. No, I'd say it was anger and anxiety. I like them. You know, imagine a trifle. Yeah. Wait, I don't think I know enough about trifles. Like, is the one it in jam? Friends. The one in friends. The one in friends. Peace okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is a trifle? It's like, um, no, let me use something. Let me use something. No, a lasagna. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like the meat is anger. Yeah. And every layer of pasta is anxiety. Okay. And then the cheese is like happiness. Oh, really? So, like, on top is, like, happiness, right? Because I try yeah. and keep... That's not because I'm pretending to be happy. Mm. That's because I, it, I I, just pull the happiness out and go, this is the what I want to portray. Yeah. Because if I portrayed anger all the time, which is the majority of my Do life... Do you say is, you feel that now or at the time? More at the time? All the time. Like, oh, just yeah, in general. I'm angry right now. Like, if um, if I had a reason to right now... Uh, I could I could get angry like quite quick, not like the yeah. Hulk, but like yeah, well maybe like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do say I I, I bear a striking resemblance. <laughs> well, you tell me you're sat opposite me. You can yeah. tell the tell the people what they you can see. Is it I the don't Hulk? see the Hulk. No, <laughs> no, no. More like the the sulk. <laughs> <laughs> the incredible sulk. The incredible. Um, the incredulous sulk. Uh, yeah, I um. I just try and wear that happiness out on the outside. And is that because you're thinking you don't want to bring anyone else down? Yeah. Or, I, I yeah. don't ever want to bring anyone down. Like I um I just want to like uh just just crack on, really. Yeah, I see. Because of the two different ways that it happened, like your mum you knew like you mm-hmm. kinda had like it was almost a countdown, but your dad was just so sudden. sudden. Yeah. yeah. I mean I get you get you get the best of both worlds, don't you? Then, like, you know what it's like to mm. lose someone gradually, and yeah. an inevitable, like, uh, yeah, the inevitability, or and you get to know what it's like to lose someone suddenly, which mm. everyone's experienced, like one, two, or both of those things, mm. right? Like, but um, yeah, I guess it uh, it kind of helped in a way. Oh, really? I suppose. Yeah, like because uh, you do a lot of the grieving 
when you know someone's going to die, you do a lot of that grieving. The grieving process happens when you find out they're going to die. Okay. Uh, and from that point on, but then like it's the same. So finding out that person's going to die is the same as when you find out that someone has died. Those okay. two feelings are the same. So when I heard about my dad and when I heard about my mum was, you know, when I heard about my mum, they were the same feeling, the same amount of grief, the same amount of like, like pain in both. Yeah. But one was, one I had like a lot of time. Yeah. And then the other one I had none. So yeah, yeah. it's weird. Like, how, how did you find out? Over the phone mom? both times. Was it about over the phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't live. I don't live in locally. No, with, no, yeah. where? Yeah. Okay. So that must be quite, um, what's the word I'm It's for? great. <laughs> yeah, that must be awesome yeah yeah i love it it must be frustrating being that far on the other end of the phone where you're like okay i've just been told this information but i can't do anything about yeah it. i mean even if i it's weird even if and you like, didn't drive at the time either. i didn't drive at the time no yeah. uh so i yeah it was kind of like oh i'm sorry you're dying mum. can you come and get me yeah <laughs> you can pick me up <laughs> which she did <laughs> That's your mum through and through, though. Yeah, yeah. Your, I, was um, I was telling someone the story the other day about when we went to Port and Down and you bought those ducks back. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you bought all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. You bought all the little, little cage and everything, yeah, all yeah. the food and everything. Everything but the pond. Everything but the habitat. Everything but the only thing a duck wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we, we brought them back. We, put, we got them out of the car, put them on the floor, and then I just heard your mum from your, your kitchen window go, what's that <laughs> <laughs> and then you just looked at me like smiling and i was like you didn't tell your mum," and you were like nah yeah. and then she walked around with like an, an apron on and she was like what's that and then she opened <laughs> she opened this box and there was just a duck looking up at her and it, was, we like, it was actually uh, it was two ducks oh, it was two ducks <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was two yeah was it in two separate boxes no one box oh, two one ducks box. One, the lesson the less the lesser known viral video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine watching the reaction videos to that. Yeah, just because so, you're going, so, oh, it's just ducks. It's literally just two ducks. It's like, yep, yeah, cool. What, what, what do I have to keep watching, or is <laughs> no, anything happen? And then she brought them back. She picked them up, put them in her car, and drove back to Port. She did, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go with her, and you never saw those ducks again. That was uh, they're probably dead now. Those ducks, <laughs> they're all dead now, aren't they? Um, I um, yeah, that was that was to this day the most impulsive thing I've yeah. ever done. I think. So when you were going through all that and, you know, we had the funerals for both, did you have, what was your outlet? What was your like, okay, this is a shit time, but this thing is making me feel better. Was it talking to Meg? Was it talking to people at work? Or was uh, it just going to no, work? No, I didn't actually talk a lot. Oh, fair. did you not? No. Do you know what? The best outlet I ever had. So I, I, I drew a lot, like, yeah. um, you know, because that was, that was always fun. Yeah. Drew a lot. And um, that kept took mine off it. But the best outlet I ever had is one, and this can we can full circle this and go back to just anxiety in general. Mm -hmm. Like the best outlet I ever had was one day I fucking snapped and like I was downstairs uh, in the basement of where I work, and I don't know why, but I just it, it all built it built mm -hmm. up. This was after my mum before my dad. So okay, yeah, I just fucking I I 
tipped my couch up i stood up i tipped my couch up my ipad went flying off it no regard for my ipad whatsoever yeah. wasn't thinking about that no, I didn't no, like no. oh let me just put this aside and have a freak out <laughs> yeah. I, I i i tipped my couch up i fucking started punching the wall i kicked the armchair across the room that's the hulk i, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kicked the armchair across the room and i i just sat on the floor like panting like uh, like that like breathing and breathing yeah. breathing. my mate ollie was was there saw the whole thing he was basically so they just like, oh, like over me going oh my god just like fucking yeah. just, just breathe just breathe just breathe and I saw red I don't remember any of it I just remember looking up and the whole place was wrecked and oh, since really? then I'd felt better about it oh really I'm not saying that like you gotta like break stuff to yeah to like to get better but yeah. that that for you helped did, did you feel that coming did you know that day you woke up did you think something nah, feels weird nah today? nothing at all I just it just snapped it just snapped it just goes to show that like um, what happened just before you I was know. drawing you were drawing yeah oh. for my customer who was upstairs at the time like waiting oh. for me to be ready to tattoo and yeah uh, yeah I just had a fucking meltdown oh, but then since then I felt I felt good oddly enough like I, I guess yeah I guess I kind of did feel that there was always like some build up of, of pressure after that yeah uh, before that sorry but um since my dad i haven't had that same feeling oh, really? like, i guess because the first time around you're already like hardened yeah. to it and then the second time you're like oh yeah i know how to you know how to deal with like anxiety and uh shit like that I don't yeah know. i don't know what i do to deal with it i i remember I get anxious really weirdly. I I updated my MacBook the other, um, <clears throat> last year, and it kind of fucked up my Pro Tools rig, which is what I work. That's how I work. That's how I earn money. I record bands, I mix bands, and it fucked Show up off. so much. <laughs> 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 it's so funny when you when people say to you, "Oh, what do you do?" and you go, oh, "I work in the music industry," or you say, "Oh, I'm a guitar player," and people go, "Yeah, but what's your actual yeah, job? What, what do you really do? What do you really do?" I'm it's like, like, "Oh, would you like to come and like?" play play my uh, my daughter's wedding it'll be great exposure yeah it'd be great. Yeah, that's the best great one. exposure to what great your exposure. family yeah unless your family are emi like yeah. it's not yeah. going to be great yeah. exposure yeah um but yeah i i remember updating it and then everything fucked up and i couldn't work for for a couple of weeks and i was just thinking oh, i hated i didn't want to like get up in the morning i was like i can't if i can't go to work was, what's the point in like fucking doing and this it was all because bother. of this is all because i because updated your, my, my your laptop. update yeah it's ridiculous and then i had to all i had to do was like, <laughs> i know it sounds stupid but all i had to do was buy a new laptop and a new, <laughs> and a new interface which all i had to do was move house buy a new laptop <laughs> get a new wife <laughs> but then i remember i had to lay a patio in my back garden and i had my mum's boyfriend and his mate come around and we were laying this patio and mate i had to be up at like eight o'clock in the morning which is ridiculous for a musician i'm normally up mm. at the crack of noon <laughs> <laughs> and uh i had to lay this patio and after one day we had to do two days and after the first day i was thinking oh, i'm so glad i work in the music industry <laughs> like, i went from literally going i hate working in the music industry it's shit like all these updates are fucking pissing me off to i'm so glad i work in the music yeah. industry i have to lift pallets and shit you do time. get that though like it's um dream jobs if you can I, I i truly i don't believe a dream job exists no because there's always there's always like yeah. ups and downs but like yeah dream jobs will always have uh 
they'll always have sour days like where like, you just wish that life was simple yeah. like because yeah. they are more complicated than some other i'm not saying like obviously they're you know you could be a surgeon yeah right but like when it comes to like material things like music tattoos art all this kind of stuff it's it's material like we mm. don't need all this like no. it's just stuff we like when you take that into consideration like there's so much stress behind this material yeah thing that's true that doesn't matter it doesn't like, matter none yeah. of it matters but no. like we we stress so much about it it's not yeah. like we're, if we slip up we're going to cut someone's artery and like yeah. they're, they're you know and we, they lose their life we, if we slip up what they got a, a slightly bad tattoo <laughs> or like uh you've got to go back and re-edit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not like oh i've just got to take a bit more reverb off the vocal yeah, yeah. that's it like, it's a bit different to it's like, oh shit that reverb's on there for life now <laughs> yeah 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 um but yeah well, i i think it goes back to what i was saying at the start we put so much pressure on ourselves to, yeah to achieve because it's because it is it's it's because it's a job where talent is expected people, yeah people expect a degree of talent yeah. professionalism and like um capability and you want to always do your best you want to do your best always want and best. you're always going to be hardest on yourself yeah and that so yeah let's 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 bring this back around to music because we've, we've this has been like <laughs> fucking, yeah. this has been like therapy um <laughs> uh like when we were like, on tour and stuff uh in kids can't fly every single night i remember just going oh I didn't play as well as I think I could. Tomorrow right. night, I'm going to play better. Yeah. And then the next night, I did play better, but I still went, oh, I could have played yeah, better. Yeah, I could have played like, better. I'm going to play better tomorrow night. And that, well, that's the sign of a true artist in a way, isn't it? Always I think thinking, so, yeah. Like, you, you, you've always got to be happy with what you've done, but no, you can, okay, next time I'm going to learn this, this, mm -hmm. and this, and this. I think a true artist... And that sounds a bit dickheadish, doesn't it, actually? Not saying us particularly, but... <laughs> yeah, in general. An artist royal... in general. I think a good artist... Uh, I think a great artist... <laughs> <laughs> um, you should always be chasing, like, that goal and never catch it. Yeah. If you catch it, yeah. one day, if you ever do, like, you'll little plateau and then you'll that's that'll be it for you then you won't yeah. get better because you'll be satisfied yeah. like do you ever like see i don't yeah we don't want to get too negative but do you ever see artists in general who they're just not very good like subjectively obviously yes, yeah but also subjectively not very good. yeah yeah and but they're, they're still happy with what they do and they never push themselves yeah. any harder because they are happy because yeah, they because they, 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 they do something and they're satisfied so why would they try like yeah, because yeah and that's fine if it makes them happy and sometimes you're jealous of that sometimes you're like, I yeah wish i, 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 I kind of do wish that i could um <laughs> i could i could turn off that 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 switch that makes you want to like strive for the the best you can do yeah because otherwise if i feel like maybe the best i can do doesn't exist Mm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely there's a, there is always looking up like when i was playing when i played bricks in the academy i i was thinking oh i wonder what I wonder what wembley's like and then like when i play wembley i'll be like oh, i wonder yeah. what red what rocks is like yeah. you know and <laughs> then you go like, oh, i wonder what the moon is like i wonder what the <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what the queen's jubilee is like <laughs> yeah. i wonder what it's like to be the president of the united states yeah um I was, again, no spoilers, listening to your ch chat with Drew Lowe. I won't give away too, too much, obviously, because why would they listen to it if I'm telling them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just word for word do he, that. He, it's relevant. I have to because it, it's relevant. He mentioned about 
never feeling like he was he'd done good enough and stuff and um besides yourself uh he's one of the best guitarists i've ever oh heard. yeah he's, he's, he's incredible, incredible he's yeah. an incredible musician i can't imagine him ever uh not feeling like he's done a good job or yeah. not feeling good enough or feeling anxious so to hear that even he goes on stage and goes oh i i might not play well today or i might yeah. they might not like me or they might not want yeah. me in the band it's 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 crazy but yeah. like it just goes to show that it doesn't matter what level you're at yeah you 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 can't hide from that the the, the sort of the fear of inadequacy yeah oh definitely going back to kids can't fly for a bit that w- trademark <laughs> no not really you can have it yeah. <laughs> well I, I don't i don't even care about this makes the edit like I, I i challenge you to find a single member of our old band who liked the name kids can't fly uh good point i was chatting that to robert there, a little a... while ago and, and we were talking about how embarrassed we both were to bring up the band to people just because we had to say the name oh yeah when you think about it it is a shit name yeah <clears throat> bad name so is rupture farms <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> and also plagiarized. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? Um, so Kiss, can't can't, Kiss Can't Fly was the first Trademark. proper touring we ever did. Yeah. That was the first time we were yeah, like, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah. Because you weren't even a professional I wasn't musician even, at yeah. that point. No, no, no. Like, I don't even know where I worked. I think I, probably, I, couldn't, I couldn't have been a scan. Probably slugging letters or something. <laughs> no, I think... Trademark. other restaurants are available (laughs) Um, I can't remember where I worked but I remember you had another guitarist yep and I and I was like oh you join Kids Can't Fly and you were like yeah and I was like oh have they got a guitarist and yeah they've got a new guitarist okay cool and then it took like two weeks and now I get a message from you and I remember where I was exactly what I was doing I was watching Ren and Stimpy nice (laughs) like in bed on like a Friday night or whatever and I get a message from you going hey man this guitarist isn't working out are you up for joining Kids Can't Fly and at that point I remember thinking I'm going to be famous (laughs) I was like so young and naive to the music industry I was like I'm going to be famous because they got like 30,000 likes on youtube yeah, yeah. or whatever they got thirty thousand views on YouTube. but we did we 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 both thought we both thought like it was gonna get real at that point yeah like and we, to an extent it did, and, it did yeah well do you remember our first ever show i think it might have been swindon the furnace oh. in swindon yeah yeah it, oh, other, other towns are available, <laughs> yeah, other towns are available. <laughs> um yeah. it was the furnace in swindon and it was it was crazy like it was yeah. a great show it was amazing, and it was the yeah. first time you and me had ever played a show where it was off the hook and people were like, um, the fuck do I think I am? Off the hook. <laughs> yeah, we're in American Pie now. It's off the hook. Um, yeah, it was the first show we'd ever played that was mad. People were singing the lyrics, singing us back to yeah. us. And from that point on, I don't know about you, but I felt good about it. I yeah. felt like for the first time ever, I didn't feel worried about yeah. about, say, about And I think part of that was knowing that people were there to see us. Yeah. Because I think half of the, the worry about it is if people aren't there to see you, it's like, they don't owe you anything. Like yeah, yeah. they, they don't, they're going to be like, who, who's, who that? Like, I remember, come on. I remember that show. I had some kids like asking for my autograph and stuff. And it was like, it was really nice. Sure. It was like, Oh, <laughs> I have an autograph. I read yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was signing these autographs. And on the way home, I was talking to Robin in the car and I was going, yeah, I just don't feel like I've done anything to earn this kind of like recognition. Like three people asking for my autograph. I've felt like, you know, mm. deity, you know. Yeah, I felt yeah. Amazing. I mentioned deity. And, and Robin was like, it doesn't matter like how much work you've put into this band. The fact that you're in the band now and you can play these songs, these kids are just going to look up to you. Like, so yeah, you yeah. have to have... Because have to be- the, the band they know and love has decided that you're good enough 
yeah to, to yeah. join them to join them so yeah. if you're good enough for them you're good enough for the fans Do you remember kind of thing we were on tour with a certain band and they were we had a splitter we was we always had a splitter and um we didn't really have hotels much we kind of just the band kind of knew people around the country didn't they so we just yeah stayed with or like we some. um we did a little shout out on stage saying and if anyone uh yeah can put us up, up for the night, night that'd be great yeah it's, yeah, and that, and that was fun. But th- this band had, they, they toured in like a seven-seater people carrier. That they'd hired. That they hired. And, and they were just, every time I saw them in there, they were all just drinking Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> and then we played in their hometown. Yeah. And we were there going, oh, it's all right for you guys. You guys get to go home tonight. And, and they were oh, like, what? no. You're not going to stay in a, in a hotel? You're not going to like stay in the van? It's like, no. No. It's like... <laughs> they were like, like oh we're, we're gonna we're gonna stay in our yeah we're gonna stay in the thing and we're like you live two minutes down the road you could go home and have yeah. a shower and like, no, no, but we're on tour well, we, like, we've said this oh, before haven't we like tour tour's great and but if you could snap your fingers every night after the home. show and yeah. be at home in your own bed definitely, you'd do yeah. it you definitely do that but um but yeah that that there was at that time when the the kids can't fly time you know we had some of our best like times in that band um you didn't go to holland with us did you no, I was no. out of the band before then um, to become a tattooer. Yeah. As I live and breathe. As I live and breathe. But yeah, I never really felt anxious with Kids Can't Fly, apart from maybe the songwriting side of it. Because I, I see myself as a songwriter, <laughs> a songwriter and a producer. And I always remember sending these songs off to like Dave and Robin. And just remember feeling so anxious about it. Like, oh, what if they hate it? What if, you know, mm. what if they don't like it? Blah, blah, blah. And then they always come back with critiques and saying what they did and didn't like about it and i always remember thinking oh this is shit like they hate it they hate mm. it no if they don't like it straight off the bat then they're not yeah, gonna yeah. like it ever and i was but like, like who's ever gonna like anything straight off the bat well, exactly you know I mean? yeah like um but it's taken me years to learn that yeah no one ever li- likes anything straight well away. hopefully like people hear this and if they're if they're thinking that they're like never ever going to be happy with themselves that well yeah actually i say that we've just made it clear that you never are happy with yourself so if you are no. listening to this and you uh you're worrying that you're never going to be uh, satisfied you won't yeah don't worry about don't it don't worry about it it's because fine. you're all you're always going to feel like shit yeah so <laughs> in a good you may way as well just settle into the role now just settle into the role and um, just 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 know that what you're doing is definitely good enough. Yeah. It might not be good enough Unle- for you right now, yeah. but unless it's, it's not good, good enough. enough. Unless it's in shit. which case, get better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's crazy is uh, so the Kids Can't Fly tour was the first tour you'd ever done. Yeah. And what was the last tour? Was it Echo Vandal? Was the last proper tour? You you've done some shows with um, I've done some with Badly Drawn Boy, Badly Drawn Boy yeah. and James Martin Band. Yeah. Um, but you, the first, the last tour you did was Echo yeah, Vandal, was... right? And to my knowledge, that was so you had that first tour where we were like, oh, well, this is crazy. We, 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 know, we've made it, we made it. And then you did that tour, and you were like in hotels every night, and yeah. essentially, you kind of had made it. You know what I mean? <laughs> not really, but like, not in the grand scheme of things. Not like, uh, but kind of in terms of like a touring artist, like a touring um, sessionist. There was, you, you can't really ask for more can you no. like to, to get put up in a hotel get paid for the show and ultimately play a gig play a show to you know 3,000 people every night yeah, with yeah. Incubus like you know it's a massive thing and there was a running joke with me and Ash Bringle or you and Ash Bringle as well um, whenever like in the Kids Can't Fly sound check or rehearsal if something went wrong we'd look at Ash Bringle and Ash would go we've, we've made, made it, it. <laughs> like, or if something sucked <laughs> if about something the was venue shit. like uh, I remember um I remember we uh, went to a venue. Uh, it could, I think it was in Bristol, and we went out to the green area, green the green room. Yeah, 
well, I said green area. It was like outside. So you work for it. It yeah, wasn't really green. It remember, was just yeah. the back. It was, yeah. just, it was <laughs> yeah. just the garden. It was just a car park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the green it, car it, park. It was, just, it was just my house. <laughs> um, it was the green room. Uh, and uh, on the wall, there was a really like badly painted, like not even like deliberately, a badly painted Bart Simpson <laughs> saying like, welcome to the party, dude, or something like that. <laughs> and I remember Ash Springer going, Elliot, Elliot. And I looked at him and he just pointed out and went, we've made it. <laughs> And then, uh, and he went, and then I remember this other venue, really tall, uh, I can't remember where, the matter. And um, he, he just pointed up and he went, hey, look. And I looked up and he went, mm, like nine centimetre disco ball about 50 feet off the ground. <laughs> We'd made it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. It was so funny. And then it, him and him and Kat came to Brixton to photograph Eka. Mm. And... Um, we were in soundcheck and they like came to hang out and stuff and take photos of the soundcheck and all kind of that stuff. And I did the soundcheck and it, you know, my guitar just sounded fucking amazing outside of Brixton Academy. It was so good. Yeah. And um, people flocked by that point around. as well. By that point as well, we had Incubus's sound engineer, so it just sounded incredible. Like they they just took mm. took really good care of us. And uh, I remember playing and I stopped playing. And I went, yeah, it sounds good to me. And then I looked at Ash Ringo and he looked at me and went, "You've made it. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually done, made it." <laughs> <laughs> and I just burst out laughing because to, to people on the outside, yeah, it looks like, you know, we've made it and stuff. But mm. like to me, um, I still worked at Scan. You know, when I worked, when mm. I was on tour, I had to go back to Scan and work there. Um, so you never really, to yourself, you never really quite make it mm. unless you're Ed Sheeran or Matt Bellamy. You know, you, yeah. you never really... And, no offence, but I don't really want to be Ed Sheeran or Matt Bellamy. <laughs> like, <All> so... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no no disrespect i just don't yeah. think i do i just don't i, th- I think yeah. i want to be me do you know what i mean like yeah so i be I, me I, or jacoby shaddix yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not and yeah if you're listening to this and you ever think oh am i, am I ever gonna make it again probably not to yourself you probably won't to other people you probably mm-hmm. will but to yourself you'll never you'll never be you'll always be chasing something you'll always be thinking yeah. oh if only i had a thousand followers on instagram oh if only i had five thousand yeah. oh, if i had ten thousand followers on instagram i remember when i first started doing the tans tv jam stuff and i was thinking oh mate i'm gonna get ten thousand followers from this this is going viral i've been on itv like bbc i've picked up this is gonna be amazing no i got like you know 600 followers from it and i was, I was thinking oh man i should be on i should be on ten thousand followers by now and it took me a while to realize I don't give a shit how many followers yeah. I have. <laughs> as long as I'm having fun making it, yeah. I don't care who follows me. I am um, obviously in the tattoo industry, like Instagram's a huge tool. Mm. Like um, we've already said Instagram is like incredible for like for uh, visual artists. Mm. It's like career suicide for musicians. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard so, for musicians. Like every like to every like um, 10 followers on an in- on a tattooer's Instagram that's like a thousand followers on a musician's Instagram. Yeah, yeah, in relation, yeah. Um, you see but, a musician uh, with 12,000 followers, you're like, wow, that's Yeah, that's that awesome. is great. That's see a tattooer with 12,000 followers, you're like, maybe you just started. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should be a tattooer then. Maybe. <laughs> I could do my one drawing. Your, your one drawing, which we won't even explain because yeah, it's, it's a podcast, we can't show people. Can't show it. Just imagine Fido Dido <laughs> from, from the 7-Up <laughs> advert, from 7-Up fame, <laughs> but worse. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know why I'm ragging on Fido Dido. He's all right. I like him. Um, yeah, I, I realised a long time ago, like because I I got an okay amount yeah. of followers. Um, 
trademark. And I remember, yeah. I remember the first time I saw that when you had like thirteen thousand, and it just hit me out of the blue. It's not like it grew for me. Mm. I just remember looking on your Instagram one day and going, "Fuck, Elliot's got thirteen thousand followers." Mm. And then Ollie had the same as well, and I was like, "Fuck, man! Like this is yeah. awesome! Like it fuck, snowballs. How do they, how do, they but, do it?" But when we realised, like I said, we were just saying, like it just it doesn't matter. Like yeah, the only thing that matters. And we're not is, saying the people that follow us like we don't appreciate. Oh God, that. no, Obviously, no, no. I, I love that. just in case any of them hear this. Like I've I've said time and time again that I love like anyone that anyone that's followed my work or supported my work or mm. bought anything from me or got tatted by me. Literally, like owe my life to them. Essentially, yeah. Like, everything I have now yeah. in my life, I have because of them. Yeah. And I I, I imagine any artist or musician or actor anything on earth would 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 have to say the same thing because mm. without the people that consume you you don't have your life yeah you have you go back to when you didn't have anything to offer yeah anyone. yeah and if you're and if you are chasing followers and you're getting anxious about not having as many followers and as another band or another artist then you're wasting that mm. pressure and stress on yourself that you could actually be putting yeah. on to, to good and, and working on you your could just craft that yeah and also like you you do the craft yourself first and foremost yeah and then if you're upset because you thought you were going to have five thousand followers but you only have 50 just do your best work for those 50 followers yeah. like yeah. treat those 50 followers like they deserve I don't, the I don't, best i don't know if i've told anyone this but someone messaged me on instagram i don't know who he is but he just messaged me one night out the blue and i was feeling particularly shit this week i have to find it and um i have to find it in a bit but he messaged me the nicest message in fact let me find it what shall i do while you're looking for it i'll edit this out yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we'll cut back to my message in three two I can't find the message, but the, yeah. the guy... And anyone listening will, won't realise that we just sat in silence for about <laughs> yeah. eight minutes while he was looking for it, read out the wrong message. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to have to paraphrase now. But the guy messaged me just out of the blue, and he said, hey, man, I just want to say thank you so much for, for your Dan's TV jams. I may be a little bit drunk at the minute, but you you and your tv jams and your little smiley face or something like that have helped me get through this pandemic and i was like oh mate like thank you that means a lot to me and he's like yeah sorry I, i'm a bit drunk at the minute but i just thought like you could do with some like thanks and like just showing you that i appreciate That's what nice. you're doing and i was like that one message yeah it's so, worth you know a thousand followers because it's I mean? been like 30 minutes since we've like started this conversation <laughs> yeah um i just remember that goes back to what we were saying that if you even if you have a small amount of followers uh or you only like have you know a few people that you think care yeah put your all into it for them yeah that's what we were saying yeah so this yeah. is a good example of that one person because you do put your all into everything you do that one singular drunk man yeah um trademark uh, <laughs> uh he he appreciated to the point where he had to tell you that he yeah appreciated yeah it. just out of the blue so it makes like, it worthwhile it means that it's it's worth it yeah like to put your all into something yeah if not for yourself like for the one person the one that person might give a fuck might give a fuck yeah exactly and it's all about that and that's the thing if you if you start chasing followers it, you're kind of going going down the wrong path and i'm guilty of it i, I remember starting chase dreams not followers <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, chase dreams not follows <laughs> that's the name of the podcast follow your heart not your followers <laughs> follow your heart not your instagram <laughs> has your anxiety ever physically stopped you from doing your job mm. yeah it has one time I had a, I had to tackle a guy's throat mm. and I'd never done that before I was quite new in anyway um I was about a year into like tattooing mm-hmm. professionally and um I had him booked in and I was worried about it and it's a big deal obviously it's like dead center on display for all to see like you know you mess it up yeah everyone can see it it's that guy's identity it's like it's like just a little south of that person's entire identity yeah exactly yeah. um and uh on the day I was he was there and it just hit me I was like I can't do this. I was like, yeah. I cannot do this. Like, I was so anxious that um, I was like, having, I had to like breathe. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Why have I got myself yeah. into this? Yeah. So I was just honest with him. I just went out to him and like, hey, listen, mate, like, I, I'm really, really sorry, but I, I, I think it's best for you and me that I don't do this tattoo, if not today at all, just because right. I don't think I'm the right person for this. I'm sorry it's taken me the day to realize yeah, it but until now you can't yeah. control it like, no not at you all you can't control um no yeah. not at all yeah. you you could you can be you could think you, you're having the best day of your life yeah, you know, yeah. Cool, and then like 3 p.m hits and something just happens and you go yeah oh shit someone yeah. will say something yeah or so, yeah or it, it was, i was drawing it up and he was nearly there and that's when it started yeah. hitting and then he got there and yeah i told him all that and yeah um yeah i just i was just laid it out and i was the best thing you can do is just just you know, don't try and make excuses like for your anxiety. Just own your anxiety, and and yeah. you know, people will understand. I think I think more people. Which, by the way, that. he didn't. He was a cunt. <laughs> like he didn't understand at all. Um, he got really angry, and then later on that night, I'd messaged him saying, "Sorry again about today, mate." Um, blah blah. And then, like, he didn't bother reading it. Instead, he just left me a bad review on our website telling everyone that they shouldn't get tatted by me because oh, I was unprofessional. God. Yeah. He had no problem trying to ruin my career. And that guy grew up to be Matt Bellamy. <laughs> <laughs> what helps you? If you know you're, you're about to be anxious, if something happens and you know you're about to be anxious. But basically, let me start that again. <laughs> the... The point of this podcast is to talk about anxiety and to get more people talking about it. Because I feel mm. like, especially the older generation, they f- think anxiety is like, oh, it's a new thing. Yeah, they're just whinging. <laughs> they're just yeah, like, you know. That hasn't, hasn't existed since the cavemen. Yeah, 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 exactly. But now because it is more, you know, world known and talked about, I think more people should be talking about it. And mm-hmm. it does help to talk about it. Even though, at, you know, when you are feeling anxious, you just think, I just want to stay in bed or I just want to sit and play Call of Duty and, you know, shoot people on, mm. online. Or, I just want to, don't, I don't want to Which talk to anyone. Which is a rabbit hole that people do yeah. go down quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, oh, oh, I'll just have another beer. I'll just, I'll just get drunk. Well, it's funny it. you say that. Like, um, after my dad, I... Um, go out and you know if we had like a like a works do or like a night out or whatever i'd drink and then like 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 you do yeah and then i'd realize at that point i was or the next day i'd realize hang on a minute like the whole time i was drinking i wasn't thinking about this stuff that makes me so sad and angry oh wow and i thought if i just do that all the time oh i'll never never, like feel that and then i instantly said to myself 
Nope, that's how alcoholism starts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what literally how it starts. You you realise that it feels better mm-hmm. than it does to not drink alcohol. Then you drink it all the time. Yeah, you become dependent on it, and then that's when and shit that's goes it, yeah. from bad to worse. Yeah, like, it's a literally a slippery. Slope. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and it's good that you realise that. Yeah, like which go, not everyone um, is fortunate enough to have that realisation. Yeah. Like some people re- only realise it when it's too late. Yeah, when it's too late, yeah. Well, technically speaking too late. Sometimes it's not too late, but yeah. there might be a lot of things they've they've missed or they've squandered because of, of because it. Because of alcohol or drugs or yeah. whatever, it, whatever it might be. But yeah, apart from the alcohol that temporarily helped, is there anything that you know when it's going to happen, you go, okay, I know I'm about to be anxious about something. Mm. I need to go and do X, Y, and Z to make me feel better. Yeah. Is it, is it again, does it go back to drawing? Uh, it, it, to... Will, it will usually go back to drawing or go playing music um, okay. helps. Like, um, I remember like, I don't play, because we, we're just, um, we're still like working on our album. So, yeah. Which still hasn't been released. <laughs> it's about the end of this podcast. It might be released by the yeah. end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Or it, it, by, by the time you found that guy's message, yeah. it might be released. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I'll find so it, and put I, it in another podcast. Yeah, so good. Um, I um, I think I think you owe it to him. I know I owe it to him. I'll find his name as well. Yeah, and his name was Matt Bellamy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Matt Bellamy just going, "Hey man, like I've had a real hard time during the pandemic, and your TV fucking jams really helped me." <laughs> Oh, I'm Matt Bellamy and I really fucking love listening to you cover Sister Sister. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. You haven't done that one, have you? No, I used to do that. Yeah. Trademark. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, what helps? Yes. What helps? Name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast helping, yeah. Um, well, that's uh, the idea, right? Like, do you yeah, yeah, literally yeah. more people talking about it? Did you talk to Meg? At all? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Obviously she's she's lived there, among one of the few people that I did talk to. Yeah. But I, I don't find talking to people about my problems helps. I find talking to people about their problems helps me more. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, the only people I would ever really talk to and it would help with people who had gone through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, So anyone that can relate. So if you are suffering from a loss or of any kind, like whatever it is, mm. if it makes you anxious or depressed... Find someone who knows how it feels firsthand and then talk to them. Because yeah. talking to someone who can relate, it bounces back and it, it you hear it yourself. And so you talk to them and you're also, it's almost like you, you're talking to them or they're talking to you, but it's helping them as well. It's helping you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same Because some, someone like, like me that doesn't know exactly what you've been going through, it's almost like I'm just kind of, listening i'm just like yeah oh that must be terrible and i know i wouldn't, I wouldn't be like that but you know it, it kind of feels both ways that you'd be like oh yeah oh that must be terrible yeah i know what you're going through yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a false kind of or the, or they'll say um oh i can't imagine how you feel yeah it's i like, can't imagine how you yeah, feel yeah I know. it's like so you, obviously you can't then i guess uh, this conversation's over then yeah <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> unless yeah. you unless you've got a really good imagination but you like you like venting as well so sometimes it is good i do to, like venting, to just yeah. to just chat at someone Does yeah I, I do like a vent normally about shit that doesn't matter i vent to you a lot about shit that annoys me like yeah. but it's never anything like useful i can't remember why i got annoyed about something the other day but it was so pointless probably a certain yeah. picture or something. 
um no it don't matter yeah i got um I, I i do vent like venting does help yeah uh but that's part of like the anger like yeah so, i guess yeah. Like, i get angry like if i get off on one like i i yeah i just get angry at it and mm. that's how i vent so if someone <clears throat> it, like if we were out and someone bumped into your car and then they got out and they started going what are you doing mate what are you doing oh, you're, it, you're instantly just i'm, like, I'm a passive guy like i um I I can keep my shit together like quite easily, and yeah. if someone bumped my car and it was their fault, and they they came out and they said, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry," that instantly makes me go, "It's, it's okay, mate. Yeah. Like, thanks yeah. for that." As soon as someone starts confrontation, I go from naught to a hundred. Like, I am yeah. instantly in confrontation mode. Like, it happened in Wilkinson. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in Wilco uh, a little while ago. I was with my friend. And I was trying to grab some fucking screws and I, I, I leant over like past this woman, not part over her, literally like she was one side. I went past her and like picked up these screws and she went, excuse me. And I turned around and I was like, yeah, I think she was going to say, could you pass me the blah, blah, blah. Cause yeah. you know, and she went, excuse me. I was like, yeah. And she was like, do you mind not standing so close to me? Some of us, like, I don't want to get coronavirus, blah, 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 blah. And I oh, literally, she instantly aggressive. and aggressive. And I, she, uh, I was like, why don't you fucking ask a bit nicer then? Like, I literally, oh, wow. more to 100 straight away. Like, uh, instant anger. Like, instant anger. Like, and then I was literally, like, walking away while she was yelling at me. And I was just yelling straight back at her. Wow. Like that. And, yeah. See, I, c- just... I couldn't imagine you doing that. I mean, I, I can't, you can imagine anyone doing that, really. But... I just couldn't imagine you doing that. It doesn't happen like, often, does it? Yeah. Like you don't really get into confrontations that often. Yeah, like, it's it's rare. I find. Has the confrontational thing happened since your mum and dad? Uh, good point. Or is that? Been, or has it been before that? Uh, I'd I'd say it's before and after and everything. Uh, so uh, you're you're saying has it happened after? Uh, as in, has it been amplified? Like yeah, since? since yeah, yeah. I think that incident that i just mentioned was before my dad but after my mum so in between so i probably but i've kicked off before right like just as bad like about things. okay it's just confrontation i just hate like rudeness yeah, yeah like yeah. rudeness just pisses me off like yeah. and there's why do people resort to anger like straight away i know like, this whole thing is me saying like i resort to anger i i go from naught to angry like straight away but like i wouldn't have done if they hadn't like yeah they yeah. don't know me it's like until then until it was once one person's angry it, like it's up to the other person whether they become angry or not. But before then, you're both neutral. It's like, so when she, I was neutral, then when she had a go at me, yeah. she didn't know I was going to react. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, I know what you mean. I, so I hate it. It's like, you don't know, you've, you've got the, if you're the one going to set the precedent for how this conversation is going to go, like, if you start it angry, expect it to end angry. Like, mm. you, it's up to you how you, how you start this confrontation. Yeah, if you okay. start it politely, it will end politely. And if you're... In the Unless I'm around. a cunt, in which case you start it politely and then I get angry anyway. But that yeah. wouldn't happen. But so. so that that would work the other way around then. If you were just angry for whatever reason and someone came up and they were nice to you, would you switch to just going, okay, no, the world is all right. Yeah, I get, you, I get calmed switch. down quite a lot by... Um, one of my... I tell you what, this is not relevant. One of my... Um, one of my uh, biggest... Thing one of my my, my biggest like humanity humanity graces as in things that I like is when people admit they're wrong. Like, oh yeah, 
I, I think it is, it's the most important thing in the world. It ends so many arguments and so many conflicts yeah. to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. And people don't often do it. They will literally see an argument through. Even when they know they're wrong, they'll keep yeah, going they'll keep just going, because yeah. it's it's more embarrassing for them. Yeah. Even though it's more embarrassing to just keep like fighting yeah. a lost cause. But like they'll do that because they don't want to... Oh yeah, a lot of people I know do that. Yeah. And they'll just keep going. You're like, but... The evidence is here. Like, yeah, it if, took me a while to like learn to do that. Everyone does that, right? But like, I've had instances where I've I've been arguing the case, like, and I've been like, blah blah blah, this this fucking whatever, like that. Yeah. And then it's suddenly something snaps in my head, where I go, "Hang on a minute, I've just seen a plot hole in my argument," and then I just immediately stop and go, "Oh, actually, no, maybe you are yeah. right." Like that, because I I, I know that like, I've just I've eat, whether they prove me wrong, whether I came to the conclusion myself and proved myself yeah. wrong. Either way, it has to be said. Because yeah. and then if they want to like be cocky after that, that's then up to that's them. yeah, that's up to them. Yeah. yeah, they've earned the right. If I've been a dickhead about it, they've earned the right to be a little cocky. Yeah. Yeah. What's this got to do with music? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask me something about music. All right, let's wrap this up now because this is oh, it's like an hour and a half long. Like an hour. But, use uh, it all, half, especially half, use that half an hour where you were looking for that guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> So, before you go, what have you got going on at the minute? And that could be anything. It could be not, it doesn't have to be music related, but what are you, what have you got planned? You said before I go, like, we're not going to the same place. Yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go, we're going to go and mix the next single in a yeah. minute. <laughs> um, what have I got planned? So, you and me are like kind of waiting in the wings for uh, a few callbacks on some tours. A couple of artists. So, yeah, to be, yeah. like I said, I, I'm hoping to do more session work. Yeah. And I've I make like miniatures, models, and stuff. Yeah. I, I've got a lot of projects on at the moment where I like to do that, and that's a super good. Does uh, is that does that help? That that's very is therapeutic. hands down the most therapeutic thing I've done is to it? date. Yeah. We're talking about cruel space here, cruel underscore space. Trademark, <laughs> trademark on Instagram. Um, other spaces are available. Other, <laughs> other cruel spaces are available. <laughs> uh, yeah, cruel underscore 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 space oh is that what it is <laughs> yeah oh wow just yeah, one I big underscore i remember you saying once that um people ask you to do commissions for that all the time and you don't do a lot of commissions because that puts the pressure on it. yeah so this is for me like yeah. this is something i do to enjoy as soon as it becomes a chore um everything it stands for for me is gone mm. so i don't take on commissions because i won't enjoy what i'm doing and do you know what the weirdest thing is some of the commissions i've been asked for it's something i probably would have done myself i probably would have thought of that idea myself mm. but because yeah. someone's asked me to do it i don't want to and do it pressure. anymore yeah oh. it's like because someone's said to me can you do this i'm like fuck now i've got a deadline so even if, yeah. i love the sound of it but if there was something i wanted to do more I wouldn't yeah. be able to. I would. I felt. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do it until I finished it. Now yeah. all of a sudden, that's a chore. Yeah. But yeah, miniatures. It's the um, probably the the most therapeutic thing I've ever done, and it's the only time in my life that I've done something artistic and not judged the fuck out of it. Like, oh wow! You'll be the first to say that whenever I like track like bass or vocals, I'll always go, "Oh, I could do that better. Yeah, I could do that, that better. better yeah. Can we do that?" And you're like, "No, no, no. That was fine. That was fine." Yeah. You're like, "No, that was incredible. You, you <laughs> sounded like." <laughs> Sounded like Janis Joplin. Like Matt Bellamy. <laughs> I don't know why he's come up so much. <laughs> Other Matt Bellamy's are available. Um, yeah, like you, you've said, it's fine. Blah blah blah. But I'm, I'm critical. Tattoos. I'll do my tattoos and stuff, and I'll be like, they'll all be something about. It. I'm like, the customer will be happy, and I'll be happy with it. I'll be happy yeah. to let them walk out with it. 
but they'll still be saying, I've gone, oh, I, sh- I would have done that better. Or, yeah, yeah. oh, I go, I do a painting and I go, oh, I could have done that better. It's the only thing I do where I know I can do better, but at the same time, I sit back and look at the thing I've done and go, I like that. Oh, like, cool. I'm actually happy with that. It's yeah. like, I could have done better, but I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could have done better, but I like what I've done. Yeah. Like, I don't regret it. I don't, I wouldn't go back and do it better. I'm just happy that I did what I just did. And I think that is what takes the anxiety out of creativity yeah. is to to find something that you don't like critique yourself on so much and if you do it's only because you love it not because you want to be quote perfect yeah like, yeah I, I see what you mean that in a way that's kind of like the dance tv jam stuff that's the the dance tv jam stuff has helped me to track really quick and mm-hmm. mix really quick and get video edited and just get it out there i never look back at a dance tv jams and go oh i could do that better i always yeah. look back and go oh that was fun yeah like, and even though like there's you you probably could have not i yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love the dance tv jams um like genuinely like i get excited when i know you're doing one even yeah. if it's something i don't like care about like, that only falls and horses one i didn't even know what that theme tune was <laughs> <laughs> i only listened to it because you said normally the bass yeah. was crazy yeah the bass so i like um have i even mentioned this whole thing that i play bass like is that- <laughs> <laughs> right at the end. i've just been saying like i'm a musician i'm a musician oh everyone's like what yeah. what do you do yeah um, but yeah but you started off playing drums yeah i started off playing drums in a big screen brother um no uh yeah it's well, what were we talking about <laughs> uh the cool space stuff like you, you don't get anxious about it because it is you you'll always look back at it oh no 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 i was saying about the tv jams you oh. um yeah with dan's tv jams even though like to so many people including myself you look at them and i look at them and think oh yeah that's great that sounds perfect like you'll still look back on it and think oh i could have done that better i could have tracked that better i could have done yeah. this but you don't you wouldn't want it. but the thing no. is you can like you yeah. can go back and track that better like yeah, if I mean, you wanted to the fact that you don't means that it's fine it's fun it, yeah it's like, fun yeah it's, it's yeah it's it doesn't matter fun. if you feel like you could do or not because that's not the point the point yeah. is that you enjoyed doing it and it was it was fun to do and the fact that that stuff has now become my cv is weird yeah like people like you're basically taking credit for other people's hard work <laughs> they're basically plagiarizing <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what it is <laughs> let's not beat around the bush just call it one of let's call a spade a spade you're you're ripping off like, a, literally... like a dirty <laughs> cheat <laughs> and getting more work out of it yeah so for, for all those who want to know down tv jams uh, and, and other fucking scumbags are available all <laughs> <laughs> oh, right Cool. Let's wrap this up. We need to do Jenny or go play board games or something. <laughs> or all of the above. Or all of the above. Right. That was Elliot Langford. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> I'm, not doing, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Right. See ya. Bye. That was my mate Elliot Langford talking on the Stage Fright podcast, a show where we talk about anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, basically any mental health issues people have while working in creative industries. If you would like to help out or be a guest on the show, then you can find me on Instagram at Dan Parkinson, or you can follow the podcast on Instagram at The Stage Fright Podcast, which I will start using pretty soon and start putting up posts related to the latest show. There you will also find the links to my Patreon, where any donations will greatly help out with the running of the show. So thanks again for listening. Share this with someone you think would be interested and make sure you review us on whatever platform you're listening to this on. So until next time, see you later. Alligator. <laughs> no, not doing that.